In our series today, we, we find ourselves still in the, the, for the title, This Is Us. And we are looking at the, the, the television show on NBC that starts this week, and it follows the life of these triplets that were born and, and kind of combined to make this family. And the interesting fact of it is that they don't know what they are about. So this bold statement in the title, This Is Us, And it was always about being the big three, according to the dad, the three of them coming together. But they don't know who they are. Kevin, the the attractive-looking male that's this actor and, and wants to be known for something more than just this comedy sketch, doesn't know if he's even capable of doing real acting or really in his trade. Kate, the daughter who's overweight and struggles with even acknowledging who she is or, or who could even love her. And then Randall, the adopted son, a completely different race from the other two. And, and he struggles with, with who he is in the midst of all of this. Who is his family and who can he be in work and life So this bold statement in the title, this is us, I don't think they've got it figured out. And I think at times we struggle with the same. Who am I to have this calling of God upon my heart? Who am I to be able to go out into the world and proclaim and share God's love or even lead others to Christ? What gifts and graces do I have to stop people where they are? So in ourselves, we deal with this thought process of God calling us to be something more and greater. And then in our passage today from from the the Apostle Paul in the letter to the Romans, we, we get this very beginning thought of welcoming those who are weak in faith. And I love that opening because just a few sentences later, he talks about not passing judgment. But now, if you're anything like me growing up, my younger brother was very clear on passing judgment and calling me weak, all right? He was three years younger than me, but once he got to third grade, he could whip my tail. So we quickly stopped our little wrestling matches or or little, you know, snafu little fights that we would have because I learned it hurts, right? (laughs) He can beat me up. That's fine. I'll be the weak one. I can be the smarter one in this and just not participate in that. But I feel as though it's easy to live into a world that tells us on a regular basis of those that are weak, of those that are different, of those that that eat differently, dress differently, vote differently, love differently than us. And we hear this in a society telling us over and over that's different. And yet very clearly... And this passage, it speaks about all of it being under God. We are able to stand in our weakness and we will be upheld for the Lord is able to make us stand. We worship and we honor God in our food, in our lives, in our actions because we do it in honor of who God is and we give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves. We do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. All of this is is in the precious memory and in, in the calling that God has placed upon us. 
This month in this service and in our traditional services, we've been reading through the statement of faith from the United Church of Canada. There's power in those words. And I, I like that we just took a time to change it up. Sometimes it's easy to get caught in the routine of the Apostles' Creed, right? I've had this memorized since third grade, so yeah, it's just rote memorization at times, and you lose some of the power. But have you heard the words that we've proclaimed in our affirmation? We believe in God who is creating and is creating. Jesus, the Word made flesh to reconcile and make new, works in us and others by the Spirit. We're called to be a church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope in life, in death, in life beyond death. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. So in this series, we have been looking at ways that we say this is us. This is us in our worship. This is us in our giving. This is us as the body of Christ coming together. No, we do not have it all figured out. And yes, there's times we probably look and be like, you really gonna eat that? You know, we judge people in the food and and in their clothing and in all this. And we see in this passage that Paul is writing that it's more than that. It's us reaching out to a people to seek justice, resist evil, and to allow everyone to see this is you because this is who God made you to be. This is you created in the image of God. This is you able to serve in your gifts and your graces. This is you who can speak for God. And then with each of our individual yous, we come together collectively as the us. This is us at Pittman Park. This is us where children have jello fights on Sunday morning and they love every minute of it. The series they're doing is come to the table. It's inviting all their friends. It's inviting people who are on the outside. It's allowing them to come in. And yes, it's a lunchroom setting, so why not have a food fight to bring it on home? They're learning about invitation. In our own church, we're part of ministries that that seek to serve the injustice of the world. We serve a church that provides food for children who may not have it over the weekends. Have you thought about the ministry of Backpack Buddies? And we put 10 to 11 different things for these children to take home for the weekend because they're not guaranteed hot breakfast or lunch like they are during the week. And this is just something small. And I look at that. I look at the, the, the few items that go into these double bag grocery bags and I think, is that enough? 
Does that provide for their needs? And I know that there's probably more in their family and some of their food probably gets eaten by other people, but I pray of those bags and the ministry that's taken place. I think about our can-do ministry and the boxes that are packed, and I still wonder, is that enough? With our ministry to Rebecca's Cafe and the excitement that it is coming back, hopefully by November, And we can look eye to eye in the people in the face and provide them with a hot meal and and they skip on the vegetables. And I'm reminded, my mom told me the vegetables are good for you. But Jesus says, don't worry about the vegetables, just let them eat. And I know that it's providing a need. But yet I question, is it enough? Is it enough that we go to the store and get our supplies and we don't talk to anybody else because Walmart stresses us out enough as it is? But then when we check out and we see those that are hurting and struggling, is it enough that we just walk on? Is it enough that the people in our work and in our day-to-day activities are in need of the love of God? They're in need of a hug. They may not ever touch another physical human being if we don't reach out and offer that handshake. And I'm not a hugger, but I'll hug you if you ask. Is it enough? We observe this day It's a powerful day in the ministry of Pittman Park. Our worship of God is one of our top priorities. This group that has been working hard for playing Tina and her great gift and skill on this organ, the choir as they lead us, the sermons that are prepared, the praise band, our children's ministry. This is a wonderful day in ministry and service. And that's a day to honor God and say thank you for this day. But you know, amazing things happen on Monday too. We got a group that comes in and Bill calls it slinging cheese. These are guys that have grilled cheese or quesadilla, the Mexican version of grilled cheese, I guess. And they, they come together and they, they pray and they, they read scripture and, and it's just a moment. And Tuesday, we have a group of guys that, that meet up in the front room and I think they're praying because they pray a long time, but they pray for every name that comes before. Wednesday, we gather in fellowship And you may ask people, you really going to eat that second dessert? And they say, yes, because God blessed it, all right? (laughs) But we come in the fellowship of this place, and then we have small groups from birth through 18 just here in this place. On Monday, we have over 100 Girl Scouts On Tuesday, we have Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, and Crew, which is a campus ministry averaging over 300. On Wednesday, we have our stuff and another campus ministry, Wesley, averaging over 170. We are seeing lives change because of this physical plant, but is it enough? Is it in all things charity? Is it in everything that we can be and do at Pittman Park? You see, I believe God is calling us further. God is calling us deeper. God is calling us to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are made in the image of God. We are forgiven and reconciled people and we've got that message of love to take to the world. I'm getting preachy on you. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. 
We do not live for ourselves. We don't die for ourselves. We live because we live to God. And we die to one day live forever at the feet of God. Are we doing enough? Is this enough of who God has called us to be and the greatness that there's more? The first time I went on a mission trip, it kind of changed my life and I went to the deep, dark city of Savannah, Georgia. I was suffering for Jesus by staying at this beach house on Tybee Island. (laughs) Truly suffering for the kingdom, right? Um, But I realized at that time that God can speak in such a powerful way. I remember it being one of the first times I ever prayed out loud. And my prayer was, God, thank you for watermelon. (laughs) But that lit a fire. It lit a fire to be able to talk to people on River Street that I would never go up to meet. It stepped me outside of my comfort zone and protection of my my parents and my mom and dad, but it allowed me to see that these are people. Everyone that I came across, these are people made in the image of God. There are some that are dealing with struggles of life and we were able to bless with song, with skit, with the word of God. The next day we came back and we came with, with physical nourishment of, of sack lunches and, and, and water bottles to provide in the heat of summer. And we didn't go far. We went to Savannah. But think about the needs in this place. Is the heart of our life that in all, everything we do be of charity to God and recognition of who he's made us to be and in reconciliation of our sin and seeking that forgiveness, we stand firm in our faith. And with our faith, we step out in a boldness and a conviction of our heart of who God has called us to be. Not in judgment that these people are weak or these people have made bad decisions or do you see how they dress or I know how they voted. I have heard that conversation actually. But we look at people as though they're made by God. And because they're made by God, they need the love of God. And if you have the love of God, you give the love of God. For as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, do you hear this? The last verse, each of us will be accountable to God. Have we done enough? Because this is us at Pittman Park. This is our worship in this place. We've got worship in a contemporary setting. We've got children that are worshiping God because he is super big and super strong and super wonderful. And we are teaching this, but then I ask, is it enough? Is it all things charity? Is it all things glory and praise and honor to God? Are we comfortable Are we wanting to be held accountable for our actions right now? For how we serve, for how we speak, 
for how we connect and reach out, for how we care for others? Are we accountable to that action? You see, my mission trip status changed pretty quickly after that, and I went farther and wider, and my parents were beginning to be okay with that. I've been to Costa Rica and Nicaragua and Uganda and places that forever touched my heart. Because as much as I pour into maybe physical needs in those places, the people there provided spiritual need in me that I will never be able to duplicate. But there's even a challenge within that because it's easy to go away because you never have to see those people again, right? You go and you pour everything. They don't know your backstory. They don't know you're good, you're bad, you're ugly. They don't know about you. But here in this place, people know Pittman Park. I've heard it called, and maybe you have the one with the roof. You've heard that before recently, right? I've heard when I first joined and came to school at Georgia Southern, the one that's involved in missions. And I praise God that that was a, a title given to us. I've heard other ways in which Pittman Park is known, and I wonder, is that us? Is this us? Is that all we're capable of being, or is there more within us? Is there a calling deeper? Is there an inspiration provided by the holy grace of God to stand from this place and walk out the doors and share the love of God? You see, Paul was writing to the Romans, and, and in chapter 15, he, he switches quickly to those of strength, to those who are strong. And I believe in this spectrum, somewhere along our faith, we find ourselves, those that are weak in our faith and those that are strong. But in the same chapter, within the end of it all, it's our worship and our praise and our giving to God. This is us in ministry. This is us when we serve, when we provide for physical needs. This is us when we pray for one another. When we lift up those that are close to us that find themselves in ICU and we visit and we love, but it's more than just what we are comfortable with when our own group. Each of us This week alone, each and every one of us can connect with someone else that's not in this place, that's not a member of this place. And we can ask their need, be it physical, emotional, or spiritual. We can pray for these. We can support and uplift We can bring them a vegetarian meal or we can bring them all the meat they want because we're not gonna pass judgment on these ones, but we're gonna honor God as we stand before God. As we see the holy and mighty calling he's placed upon us. When I was battling of choosing or finally accepting the call to ministry in my life, I remember saying, God, I make fun of people way too much to be a minister. 
And I, and I was genuine in that. And I, I was like, God, I just, I would find fault with people on a regular basis. And, and I know that there are some of you out there going, preach, you know, it's me. But I believe that God can work in and through us. When we find fault, we see that God finds it, okay, when we present ourselves as who we are. As we are living, as we are dying, as we are serving, we are God's children, And in this passage, the calling is to look and to serve those who find themselves in need. To reach out and honor God. That's first in all of this. To to give advice, to to bear with those who think and act differently on, on matters of our heart, on matters of our calling, on matters of what we find as a priority. But we do it in honor of God, not because of what our convictions are, because we are swayed in other ways, but we do it to honor God in the kingdom growth here on earth and the kingdom of God to come. The second thing I think Paul is challenging with is is to relate, to be relational, to bear with one another, not only because we are trying by their actions and we're, we're, we're trying to convict, but because God is Lord of all, is Lord of all time. You may say that these things in verses one through six are kind of trivial, But the power that comes in the second part, beginning in seven, is we live and die so that the might of God would be over the living and the dead. The strength and the power of the Lord would restore us. Christ died and rose in order to create this community with our most fundamental of differences, Jew or Greek, slave or free, living or dead, male or female, he created us all. And the acknowledgement that Jesus is Lord implies a critique over all the other powers, all the other descriptors that we can place on people. Even the power of our thought and judgment, God is Lord of that. And Paul's third reason for bearing with those who practice that differs from ours is that God and God alone is the judge of us all. And I truly believe one judge is enough. We are not judges of each other. Matthew 7 from the Sermon on the Mount, it says, do not judge so that you may not be judged. And sometimes that means to say that who are we to to say right and wrong. But if we see people going in the wrong direction, we offer a gentle rebuke, a spirit that brings people to a loving embrace of God. God is calling us out of our time, our own, and into his time, out of Kairos, this holy time with God. And that means we pause, we set apart ourselves to be holy before God. To say, Lord, this is my life. This is me who you've called me to be. Fix my flaws, forgive me of my sins, but set me on a path to serve you in all things, charity. Charity. 
in all things love. That I would see your grace and your power and your presence over me. This is me. This is you. And this is us. The people of God called to praise, called to bow ourselves before the King, to be held accountable for our love, our life, and our actions. Are you serving enough? Are you giving enough? How is God working in you? Will you take some time this day and reflect on the calling of God that has set you apart to be holy because he is holy? Let us pray. God, be in this place now. Guide our hearts to forever serve you that we would step out in a boldness of faith and love to be the kingdom of God you've called us to be right here. To extend the reach of not just Pittman Park, but extend the reach of your daughters, of your sons. For those here in Bullock County, for those in this state, in this nation, and across the world that need a physical healing. They need a nourishment of life. And when they are nourished and fed, that the spiritual may reach in and touch their hearts to forever change their lives. Be amongst us now, almighty God, that we would not pass judgment but that we would stand before you ready to serve. And we bow before you in honor and praise of all that you are and all that you've called us to be. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray, amen.